Welcome to the Expert Network Team Podcast. Where our goal is to inform and educate listeners on matters of finance, legal, insurance, and other interests that are of personal and business nature. We hope you enjoy the information contained in today's podcast and find it useful. We'd like to introduce your Expert Network Team of Professionals. I'm Carl Frank, owner and financial planner at a Wealth Management. I work with clients to help them grow and protect their investments and choose how they want to be taxed. I'm Jeff Kromendyke, a managing principal of One Digital Insurance. I work with individuals and businesses to help them understand their risk exposure and lead them to risk transfer solutions that best fit their needs. I'm Nathan Merrill, founder and attorney at Goodspeed Merrill, providing advanced tax strategy and private client legal services to affluent families and entrepreneurs. Together, our independent team combines our expertise to provide you insights and solutions, some straightforward, some profound, addressing real-life opportunities we see on a daily basis. If you'd like to learn more or desire to meet with any of the expert network team professionals in person, you can contact us at info at expertnetworkteam.com. That's I-N-F-O at expertnetworkteam.com. We encourage you to take advantage of a free consultation with any of our professionals. Just mention this podcast when you schedule your appointment. Without further delay, please enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Carl Frank with A&I Wealth Management. And with me today, I've got Nathan Merrill with Goodspeed and Merrill. How are you, Nate? I'm good. Surprise. It's the two of us. <laughs> we seem to be the uh, regulars. We, on... we are. And we have guests slated to start joining us. <laughs> We're ready for them. But to for come now, back. people have to uh, benefit from our collective wisdom. Well, and we are pumped about our topic. Uh, we, could go, we could go on and on and on ad infinitum about legacy and, and this legacy, we were just brainstorming before we started, um, is a really interesting idea. It's a very practical idea, but it deserves its own podcast because it's the family reunion. The family reunion is often just a disaster, right? It's a joke. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great sitcom where you get all the people who have nothing in common with each other. They're forced to be it's with each other. It's almost an obligation. It, 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 it can feel um, like work. Right. And it can also be super fun, but it's not something that always leads to substantially improved relationships or right. or continuing the legacy. And and so what you were giving me an idea about, which is really interesting to me, is to make it more impactful. Yeah, well, let's go back to kind of it's uh, Simon Sinek's, you know, start with why you got to understand the why you're doing something before you. Yeah. So so we've talked in past podcasts about the family of affinity. We've talked about concerns about, so once we've identified we have a family of affinity, we don't want to do things that are disruptive or destructive to those individuals that we have care and concern for. We want to enable them to develop their own contribution to the family legacy. But these are all the things we want. These These are aspirational. And and you can listen to those podcasts and agree 100% and then walk away probably feeling like, okay, Uh, how? (laughs) Right. So... So I think we'll spend some time over the next several podcasts talking about the hows. Lots of good ideas there. Of how you achieve some of that air preparation, discussions of legacy, family history, that sort of thing. So um, as you introduced initially, we can all think of comical kind of family reunion. Oh, it's a great show. Sure. 
Is it a show? Well, I mean, uh, the, the movie I'm thinking of has Holly Hunter who comes back for Thanksgiving. I can't remember the name of this movie or the scene, but it, it absolutely is about, oh, my life is going to crap and I'm I, now I got to go visit my family. Right. I got to have a family reunion and and, I, and I'm so embarrassed of who I, you know, my whole life's falling apart and they're all <laughs> going to be perfect and showing off and everybody gets there and everybody's life is falling apart. Right. And it's it's comedic. Right. And so, yes. And so we're going to focus on the family reunion and kind of how perhaps to do a paradigm shift on the family reunion, how one might approach a family reunion differently if oh, they care about those other things. But you could you could extend the same types of ideas or processes to things like Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, Easter dinner, you know, all the other times that you might gather extended family together Absolutely. is having more than An the intention of gluttony. And, you know, football games as your objective right. in bringing that group together. But let's focus on family reunions. I love the idea of a family reunion. And it's an event. It's, it takes a lot of work to get this thing together. So maybe you can do something to make it a little bit more impactful. So so maybe just to brainstorm this a little bit, because we, just like with family, we assume that everybody knows what we're talking about when we talk about a family. Right. Carl, what do you think about when you think of a family reunion? What what does it look like? Oh, I love that idea. Because it, it, for us, it really is biological, right? Okay. And it's maybe the people who are biologically connected with who we have no affinity with. And we all get together at a, at a, at a place and you kind of say to yourself, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. So you're talking oh. uncles, cousins, grandparents, all that sort of exactly. stuff is a family. And you're at the park. And you're, yeah, you're at some open space and, you know, and you've got some event going on. And, and a lot of times it's been our family's experience that those things fall apart, that, that they have, um, that they turn into family of affinity anyway, that, that the family of affinity who really enjoyed that will continue the reunions, right? And the others will kind of drop off and show up randomly every few years or, and then, and then maybe over here, you've got the extended family who you're much more close with just like ethically or just you know, the worldview, everything is just like, mm -hmm. you're on the same page. Everybody's just great. And there's no reunion for there. And there could be a really missed, a big missed opportunity there, Nate, because as we think about the biological family versus the family of affinity, wow, maybe we should be thinking about doing a reunion with people, regardless of, of the biological connection, just kind of a way to, uh, to get together and, and, and tell the stories that are meaningful. Right. Well, and that gets to the next piece, which is, you know, some of my family reunions, I can say, I probably wasn't nearly as in tune with all the drama that might have been going on. I'm, I've generally been aloof of drama. It just doesn't interest me at all. But I can tell you that as I think back on my family reunions, the big takeaways I have from them were baked beans, <laughs> frisbee, frisbee golf. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I can picture the place where we used to get together sure. for a couple of our family reunions. I could, I could drive to it probably blindfolded, Yes. but I can't tell you beyond like say meeting the weird aunt or the, the other things you haven't seen in forever. I don't know. There was no, um, understanding for me as an adolescent as to why we were doing that. Mm. And I think that if we're going to talk about family reunions, we have to talk about the purpose. Um, because I think if you were to be honest with yourself, you would have to acknowledge that just getting to gather biological family based on the stories we're talking about and sharing doesn't seem to have a inherently obvious 
like benefit. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, hopefully, and hopefully everybody has a good time and, and you hear a few stories and make a few new connections. But yeah, there could be, there's a really big opportunity there. Huge opportunity. Missed opportunity where everybody knew the prior generation or two generations ago. And and maybe the stories of those generations can come through. Maybe for our succeeding generations after us, we can shape this reunion into something that can be a little bit more than just uh, baked beans and Frisbees. Yep. And, you know, I just had an epiphany as we're talking about this part of the, I think the failure or the, I wouldn't say failure. Failure is the wrong word. The lack of, impact that family reunions can have are having is partly a byproduct of how we are organizing ourselves as family. It goes back to the family of affinity. Mm -hmm. If we are, as in our case, relying on solely the elder generation to arrange and and build everything, then there's very little engagement from everybody else. Um, Elders are important and they're essential in kind of that family legacy piece, but perhaps a stronger, a better approach in terms of family organization and and executing on things like these family uh, reunions is to look at probably, I would argue, the generation down from the elder generation. So if you're looking at the elder generation as grandparents, perhaps it should be the children who are the ones arranging things because And they can draw on the experience, the wisdom, the stories. They can engage the elder generation in the process, but they are now taking ownership of the legacy rather than just waiting for people. Because if you just wait for people to die before you start to get engaged, you're you're not going going through that preparation process and that ownership of the legacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're, You're waiting for it to come to you rather than you going to the legacy. And that reunion is a great opportunity to just hear the stories. And I don't know about your family situations, but oftentimes we'll get that older generation in with us and we'll hear a story we've never heard before, or we'll hear it in a new way, or maybe our ears are just finally hearing the story. Or our life experience finally um, gets us to tune into it, right? Something says, oh, now I'm ready to hear that message and I need to get it. And the elder generation, uh, quite honestly and, and appropriately, is tired. Yeah. They're sure. they're older, yes. they're aged, they are yes, advanced, right. they're seasoned. Yes. But why are we putting the burden of keeping the family together on them? That's too much. So that's where we as a, as a mm-hmm. next generation need to step in mm-hmm. and say, we will now take responsibility for owning the legacy. What do you think would make that reunion real? What do you think would, uh, do you do you tell everybody that they have to come in with a, with a certain, um, something they need to share. Everybody has a story that they need to share or, or, or there's going to be a story time or there's going to be some sort of a something like, what can you do? It's a good question. And I think it kind of goes back to our last podcast where we're talking about helping, not dictating uh, how someone contributes to legacy, but helping them discover how they're going to contribute. So a reunion can embody a lot of different activities. I mean, it can, involve activities, games, get to know you kind of events where you scramble the family in a way where you're you're allowing people to engage and get to know relatives. You can have people in charge of that. Mm-hmm. So not everybody has to come and contribute the same thing, I guess is my point. You can certainly have storytellers. I would probably personally limit that to not more than an hour. Yeah, that could be. But if you have four or five stories told in an hour, and that happens at every family reunion where there's a diversity, and then borrowing from the the Jay Hughes idea that if you have people who have married into the family, 
you bring those stories as well. You you bring the contributions of all these family lines that are whether they're biologically tied to the immediate progenitors or not. You learn about who's come into your family of affinity by them telling their own stories. So, for example, my son just got married. The the Brantley family we know nothing about. And we're going to have her at our next family reunion present on her family It'll history. Be really fun. Bring that history into our family because she's part of our family yeah, now. Yeah, that'll be a great set of stories. It'll be really fun to learn. So that's one thing. So you, you hit on the, the nail on the head on one. I think the, right. the, the history part of it is a big one. I think you got to have fun things to do. Yeah, you got to have food to eat. Oh, yeah. um, everybody can contribute to these things in their own special way. And and you you decide what else. Um, you know, uh, things that we've identified that may or may not take over the long term in our family are uh, things like financial education, just education and development generally, like having um, the important discussions about the financial legacy the family has, kind of keeping everybody informed as to what's going on. What's going on. Yeah. A forum for people to talk about challenges they're facing or needs they have or whatever. I mean, you can, if you just let your mind think, you can help design a very purposeful and intentional family reunion experience that people will know what they're getting into when they're signing up for it. And they will be excited yes. to go to it and engage. They will know they will come back from that family reunion more developed, more well-rounded their life will have been enhanced. It will have been more than baked beans and hot dogs. <laughs> Thoughts. We can go into Godfather one and we can visit him at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> and regardless of what we ask him for, he has to give it to us. Right. Right. <laughs> Minus, you know, the drama. Yeah. Right. You can have an opportunity like that. What a great opportunity to, to make that event um, a little bit more impactful and tell the stories and and, and share that legacy. And also the, and the vision and the vision. I mean, that's the, that's the flip side of the coin. We've talked in a lot of previous con uh, podcasts about how important the history is, but that's where I go back to who's in charge of the event, the family reunion being an active generation yeah. has to work on what is the vision for a family. Yeah, they yeah. have Continue. They have to tie the two together. So the vision is important. A really great idea. And there has to be a way to um, to make it safe, I think is just a, it may be obvious, but it should be stated that a successful reunion will have people who are the black sheep, right? They will have, right? you'll bring, you'll be able to bring, they'll, they'll feel safe to be there and to contribute and not feel. Um, they have to be invited, but, but again, if they are going to choose you as a family of affinity, they have to want to be they part of it. They have to want to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. So so they they so there's two sides to that safety equation. I mean, you know You have to be inviting. You have to be a family they want to be a part of. Yes. Yeah. At the same time, they are responsible. They exactly. can choose. Right. And um and that can just be a you know, in a safe manner and a in a non-judgmental way, can just make it a whole lot of fun. Right. And and it can also, quite frankly, prepare them because if there are financial assets that will, when the elder generation passes, go to that person down the road, even if that person has some sort of spendthrift around them. And I'm imagining a stereotype of a person who spends money is irresponsible and not living the traditional family, whatever. 
you know, in alignment with the rest of the family. Well, this is a great way for them to see that, to hear those stories and help them be prepared when the financial assets do arrive. Right. You know, and another thing, our, our friend Sean Barbaris and his company, More Than Money 360, and uh, as I got to know more about that company, one of the things that really just was like, of course, you know, this is obvious, came to my realization, especially over the last couple of years, is the use of technology. Mm. So going back to your hypothetical of family reunion at the local park, yada, yada, yeah. yada, um, how important it is for folks who are either geographically remote or can't get there because of work or this or that or the other or whatever the the impediment is have a means for them to participate in that event some way using electronic means yeah, using... so that story time being broadcast over zoom or be fun. teams or something like that not to you know advertise for any particular platform but just kind of right record it and put it out there in space. And, and yeah and, and archive it mm -hmm. record these things so that they can be accessed and and become those family part assets value, yeah, yeah. so technology can enhance the reach of a family reunion Extraordinarily. I remember some of our family reunions, we'd drive up to Logan, Utah from Salt Lake. And, you know, as a 12-year-old or 10-year-old kid, that was an eternity of a drive. Now it's like my regular commute into work. But <laughs> back then, that kind of drive would have just been, oh my gosh, it's like an hour away. It's so uh, far. Yeah. <laughs> you'd like take a nap on the way. <laughs> you'd feel like you'd aged by the time you got there. But no. The the physical like relocation and then I think that being in the presence of each other is important, but I think also figuring out a way to make sure a part of that reunion event includes everybody yeah. is also important. And that's that's an and ability we have now with, with technology. The technology can bring them in regardless of where yeah. they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they're not there for the baked beans and hot dogs. Hey. You can tell I love baked beans and hot dogs. <laughs> but uh, even if they're not there for that, they can be there for some of the intentionality. And of they can the, really benefit. Yeah. And they can add to it. Yeah. yeah. That's a really fun idea to turn a reunion into a practical opportunity to prepare the heirs for the eventual inheritance. Yeah. And I think in some ways if you're not doing that this isn't to criticize people in their family reunions but you're, you're a you're either missing an opportunity mm -hmm. or all you're really doing is having a saturday at the park to borrow chicago's uh, famous song you know it's just <laughs> it's you're going there and you're relaxing and you're watching things transpire opportunity yeah 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 and you know you know i think what we're talking about is keeping it fun we're not talking about getting real serious. Oh, no, no. Heavy. This is not. I was joking with but the guy. Serious and heavy can be fun if you're, a, if you're a stoic like me. It can be. <laughs> well, and who says you're not fun, Nate? Well, all right. Um, you want me to start the list? <laughs> There's plenty. Most of them are my employees upstairs. upstairs so I got yeah. a crack on the whip again. Nate is not known as the fun person, but that it's not about me. And that's the, I, I guess you could say that's the other important thing is these reunions are about the family. It's not about an individual. It's not about one person. It's about who are we? And maybe we can end on that note. A reunion helps define who we are as a family. It helps to set the vision. It helps to bring everybody to that in a common physical and emotional way. Yeah. Yeah. You got to show up. I love it. So, well said, so then you then you can just yeah. abandon all these 
comical visions of what family reunions are and and really uh like i said paradigm shift redefine what it's going to be for you yeah yeah and yeah, i can imagine coming into one of those events saying oh now there's something actually required of me other than just bringing the coleslaw mm-hmm. right oh yeah coleslaw <laughs> or whatever it is and, and are we the only right? family that loves frog's eye salad oh, have you ever heard of frog's eye salad, frog's eye salad. okay good absolutely We'd love, that's my favorite thing. In fact, sometimes that's the biggest helping on my plate. It's like a little bit of ham and frog's eye salad. Love that stuff. (laughs) That's great, my friend. Good stuff. Well, there you go. So yeah, I I can turn into something we'd really look forward to every year. And well done is something everybody would look forward to every year. Yeah. Well, without further ado. Awesome conversation. Hopefully beneficial to folks. I hope your next reunion is just amazing. It's next week and we'll see how it goes. Looking forward to hearing a good report. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Great, beautiful day. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the discussion and the information we shared. We hope you enjoy the information contained in today's podcast and find it useful. We hope you'll join us again next time as we explore new areas of interest to our listeners or current issues we believe are important to discuss. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you are notified when future episodes are released and also share it with a friend that you think would benefit. If you'd like to meet with a member of the Expert Network team, or have a request for a special topic you'd like to have us discuss on the podcast, submit those requests to info at expertnetworkteam.com. That's I-N-F-O at expertnetworkteam.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We want to remind you that listening to this podcast does not establish a client professional relationship with any of the professional firms represented, including guests nor does it constitute legal investment, accounting, or other advice of a fiduciary nature. The views expressed are those of the professionals only. Investment advisor services may be provided through a Wealth Management. Securities may be provided through Genios Wealth Management.